Greetings, Sci-Fi Universe. Owen Cotter here. Join me, your host, as we discuss all things geek chic and out of this world on Sci-Fiction Radio, your galactic transmission portal to all things science fiction and beyond. Welcome to Sci-Fiction Radio. On today's show, we have writer, director, and magician Roy Johnston. Sit tight while Roy joins the show. Roy, are you there, man? Yeah. Hey, man, how's your day going? Welcome to the show, man. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate that. You're most welcome, man. Uh, how, now, I was wondering, uh, you're, you're for our listeners, you're a writer and a director, and you're currently working on a really cool science fiction horror film called Area 52, The Real Footage. And are and are also footage. considered yep. the actual footage, right? They are also considered one of the top magic acts in the world. But before we get started, uh, I've always been fascinated with magic myself, and uh, uh-huh. I was I was just wondering what kind of magic do you do, and can you explain any of the particular acts, like your most notable for and stuff like that? Well, my kind of magic, I perform mostly on cruise ships, and mm-hmm. um, the I do a lot of comedy magic. I do an act with a sheepdog, big old sheepdog uh, that does ESP, and we're quite oh, well, well known around the world for that act. And then uh, a lot of other comedy stuff, um, and some very weird, mysterious things as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm we curious, work like, on uh, a ship. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, curious, are there any particular magicians or personalities that inspired to get involved in that kind of lot of work, or I was um, a kid, I, there was a TV show called The Avengers out of England, and the closing credits on The Avengers had a guy doing card fans, and I got thinking that was so cool to to learn how to do that. So that's how I really started Magic, just doing uh, card tricks. And then I joined the circus when I was 17 uh, years old or so, and there was a ma- magician in the circus that taught me a lot about Magic. And um, that's where it sort of took off from there. So he was my mentor for a short time. And and then I just, uh, I worked at Walt Disney World for four years when it first opened way back in the mid-70s. And um, wow. so magic is sort of a art that's passed down person to person to person. And there are lots of magic organizations all over the, the world, and especially in the United States. And, and almost every magic uh, I mean, major city has a magic club of some sort. And so I started going to the club meetings and learning from other magicians, and, and that's really how I got into it. Wow, that's awesome. So you were in the circus. What, what You said that was in the 70s? Yeah, back in the, um, gosh, uh, early 70s. Yeah, I was in the Emmett Kelly Jr. All-Star Circus as a clown. Nice. I always like clowns, man. That's awesome, man. So let's let's talk about your new movie. Now this is it's really cool. I was researching it, and it seems like something that I've never seen anything quite done like this in the style. Can you can you tell everybody a little about the plot of your film, and like can you give us an introduction to some of the characters, like what exactly it's about? Sure. The um, the idea of the movie is we have eight people um, that break into Area Fifty Two, Area Fifty One. Uh, has moved all of their alien archive materials over to Area 52, which is a real place, 65 miles northwest of Area 51 at Tonopah Air Force Base. Mm. And they build an underground facility there to 
house all the alien archive materials from the last uh, gosh century, and eight people break into it. And when they're down there, you've got a couple of aliens that have been frozen in cryonic chamber, and they inadvertently unfreeze the two aliens. One's a bug creature, and the other is a humanoid alien, and they're both deadly. And they're not happy about having been frozen down there all that time either. So um, what you get is basically eight people trapped in this underground facility full of all this really cool alien stuff um, with two monsters. So what could be more fun than that? But That's the, awesome. um, the, the cool thing about the movie is the style in which we're shooting it. Each one is shot in a documentary style as if this was an actual documentary film and uh, each of the characters are wearing a camera on them. And the camera is, so we have a first-person video game kind of feel to this whole thing. And this, all the footage that they're collecting is being streamed back live off-site to the last member of the team who's frantically editing this stuff together, like a director at a live sports event, and sending those out, and in, in, in turn sending that stream out live onto the Internet. And so the premise of the movie is the part that went out into the Internet, this live video capture of this event is what our movie is. And um, we also managed to tap into the um, the security cameras of the facility itself, so you also have that point of view as well. But it has a real first-person video game kind of feel to it then, you know, like a first-person shooter, like, and so our audience will feel like they are right there um, as this is happening. And it's all shot live uh, time as well. So 90 minutes of the movie is 90 minutes of straight time from the time uh, that they get in there to the end. And so it's pretty cool. That's incredible. Wow. That's, that's very interesting. Very interesting. Way of, damn. Wow. Well, the, the conception, I was looking at conceptual artwork for the, uh, I believe you call it the cryonic chamber. Um, uh-huh. Where the aliens, where, yeah, where the aliens are being held. I just was wondering, like, what kind of effects and like techniques are you thinking about employing when they when the aliens come alive, man? And, um, the answer is we're doing all of our special effects, practical effects on the set. We're not using CGI at all. Um, we're doing it because of the of the nature of the film and the and the feel that we're trying to get across is very real, very visceral. You are there feeling. So uh-huh. we have a uh, Roy Woolley who is was a two-time finalist on the sci-fi television series Face-Off, and he is creating uh, our original aliens for us. And uh, we will be actually doing them live on the set. Well, that's kind of a fun thing. Wow. That's that's really cool. I mean, So they're going to be actual, not CGI, like you said, they're going to be actual, like, people or, like, really high-level makeup like, like he does in uh, the series? Yes. Well, the one in Aliens will be, and then the other one is a sort of, like I said, it's a cross between a uh, crab and a spider and a scorpion. It's a sort of a crustacean alien type thing, and this will be built basically as a puppet and manipulated on set. Nice, nice. That, that was, it was a movie back in the 80s that was pretty cool. I used to watch called The Fly. I remember that where they had like... Uh... Like the was it a Jeff Goldblum movie Returning to the Fly? Is it kind of be kind of like that, or a little bit probably better, I guess, than that? Yeah. But similar. Yeah. Nice. Well, that was a very good movie, the Jeff Goldblum version of the Fly. I saw. Mm-hmm. I thought the makeup in it was was stellar. And uh, yes, yeah, so that's the idea. We wanted to feel like you know you're right there in the room with him. And um, I think 
that we're looking to create an alien that is iconic, very different than any other alien that's been done. Our alien, it turns out, is a water creature. And uh, part of the premise is that the reason we don't see a lot of UFOs in the sky and we don't see these creatures around on Earth is because they're in the ocean, and that's where they are, uh, hanging out and hiding down in the depths of the ocean. Oh, wow. So so these aliens were from Earth, or they were they from another planet that came and they were water-based? And from, how's that, how's that work? Yeah, they're they're from another planet, and they are attracted to our planet because of all the water that we have here. We're one of the unique planets in all the universe. It's a water planet. And uh, so our premise is, and I'm tipping something here because nobody, I haven't told anybody else this at all. Only the people that have read the script know this, but it turns out that they they are an alien uh, race that is hiding under the ocean. And uh, so it's UFOs, which are unidentified submersible objects. We also right, I remember there... Saying, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, I remember there was a movie, I'm trying to think, uh, Abyss. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it wasn't that USOs, like kind of like underwater aliens or something like that. Is that kind of what your film is going to be like pertaining to that? Or are they going to have like ships underwater? Well, no, we're not actually shooting uh, anything in the water. You know, as you know, the abyss was all took place underwater. But that's just uh, a backstory for our alien that he's a water creature. And the reason he's killing um, is because he he needs liquid. And the Mm. human body has a lot of liquid in it. So. He's just trying to survive by taking the the liquid out of any, anything he can get it out of. So once he starts, uh, sucks all the liquid out of the uh, out of the toilets and out of the sinks and out of everything else that's down in the uh, underground facility, he then turns to the human bodies that are there to get his nourishment and to get rehydrated. So by sucking the moisture out of people, that's that's uh, his method of killing them. He's also telepathic, and so it's a real interesting oh, wow. character, our alien. We also have a character of a really traveler, cool. uh, uh, um, what they call uh, experiencers, um, meaning abductees. And this uh, character has been abducted her entire life, and um, she is angry at the aliens because, you know, they have been taking her, kidnapping uh, her constantly since she was a child, and now she's an adult uh Special Forces soldier, and she's our heroine of the movie. She is a force to be reckoned with. One of the things that's great about this movie is we're really taking the the lore of the the world of UFO phenomena as it is and the government cover-up, and we're really exploring it deeply, uh, talking about the various things that have been uh, done over the last few you know, decades or actually half century in Project Blue Book and Project Grudge and Majestic. And we give the history of a lot of these things in the conversations between the characters. Because we have ufologist characters that totally believe in this stuff, and we have also characters that are uh, scientists that don't believe in this stuff, we can get into a healthy debate between the two characters as, as they're saying, you know, this is this is a cover-up or this is not real or this is real. And it hopefully will open up the conversation to our viewers and they'll be thinking, hmm, I wonder if this is real. <laughs> nice. Right, that's awesome, man. That's, that's really cool. And so 
like from research in the movie, like you said, Roy Woolley is organized. Is is he going to be doing? I know like, there's a lot of some pictures on the uh, Kickstarter and stuff about gadgets, like you used to mention futuristic alien technology that's going to be in the use of the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, in the filming of the movie. Who is he responsible uh-huh. for the design the designs of the ray guns or the gadgets, or is he only just responsible for the aliens in the uh, movie? He's responsible for the aliens in the film. He's also working on the uh, cryon chambers with us as well. Uh, if you're familiar with Roy's work, he's really intense. Yeah, he is. He, he really the alien is. guns uh, in the movie, um, we've had some people donate alien guns, and my hobby is making alien guns. So um, I have quite a few of them uh, for over the years that I've been making them. That's really cool. Yeah, I used to, when I was younger, and I still dabble in stuff today, but I've always been interested in prop replicas and prop making, just original conceptual ideas and stuff. Just, just curious, as like a random question, is there like any particular shows or anything that gave you, that you inspire you when you build those props that would, you know, kind of reflect the look and feel from like your movie or, you know, to employ rather into your movie? Well, I, I personally tend to get drawn to the sort of the um, steampunk kind of uh, feel to ray guns. That's just mm. that's just my personal artistic bent. But I've done, gosh, you know, I've done them in the in the style of Buck Rogers in the 1950s style and all kinds of different looks to them. It really just depends on the uh, the mood I'm in at the time when I'm building them. That's cool, man. That's cool. Do, do you do you have any personal, like you mentioned, Buck Rogers? Do you have any personal favorite sci-fi series? Even like, could they go back as far as the old Buck Rogers, or just anything new? What, what's your favorite, like, say, sci-fi TV series? Oh gosh, um, of course. Uh, Pretty hard question. <laughs> I, I'm a, well, you know, there's a lot of them out there. I'm a Star Trek fan. I really enjoyed um, Eureka, the TV series, quite a bit actually when it was on. Um, uh, Twilight Zone is my favorite series of all times, just because of the clever twists on them. I have a collection of Star Trek memorabilia here at my house. It takes up an entire cabinet, so I'm, I am a Star Trek fan. And uh, I'm, I'm just, just, I like them all, you know. I just mm. like them all. Uh, <laughs> anything with sci-fi or superheroes um, and that sort of thing, I'm very big on all of that, you know, alien stuff. Mm. And um, go ahead, you go back to the early days, you know, The Invaders was, when I was a kid, there was a TV show called The Invaders, and we had V when I was young, and and uh, a lot of that cool stuff. But, uh, every, you know, Warehouse 13 is a fun series. It's not really alien stuff, but it's kind of cool. I like their mm-hmm. steampunk look to everything that they do. And, oh, yeah. Um, that sort of thing, yeah. So I like all that stuff. I, I have to admit, though, I'm I'm sort of a... I'm a sort of a Star Trek fan. Well, it's all good, man. Star Trek, Star Trek, awesome. So, like when you say Star Trek, just curious, who who's your favorite alien in that? Any give you any inspiration for some of the stuff in your movie and the aliens in that? Or um, no, not really. Um, our alien is more of uh, you know the um, gosh uh, the, the traditional gray, you know, uh, creepy. Uh, Aliens. So more, more of you know the film Alien is more of our feel, the original film. Right. You know the creepiness of going around and you not know, knowing what's around the next corner and stuff. We don't have a lot of people's faces getting ripped off and stuff. Although there is the one, but you got to have some fun. <laughs> That's right. That's right, <laughs> yeah. man. That's right. Uh, yeah. So, well, um, 
Yeah. Oh, yes, uh, I did like well, uh, what? Mars Attacks, by the way. That was another right. fun movie. Oh, that wow. I really enjoyed. A yeah, different feel from Mars yeah. completely, but really fun. Yeah, that's a great movie, man. It's like the aliens and that are more like uh, pop culture, but like with a little like comedic twist, you know, like with the brains on their head and all that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool. That's a cool movie. So, like, so aliens. You know, you mentioned Star Trek. So you must believe in aliens. What? What? Now, I know we're not like out interstellar traveling the galaxy, hopping around on the starship. Just curious, like, what are your ideas on the topic of aliens? And do you think they they exist? I guess you do. But like, what? What do you think? What would they be like in your opinion? What do you think about what's your top on the topic of aliens in our culture? Well, that's exactly what we talk about in the in the film, uh, Area 52, is, you know, uh, is there or is there not? Is there a government conspiracy? Is there not a government conspiracy? Have the aliens come to visit us or have they not? Um, and obviously, right. in my script, we land on the side of, yes, they are uh, here. Um, I believe that, they, uh, that there have to be aliens, uh, other cultures out there with life. I think uh, we are a massive universe, and for us to presume that we're the only life in this entire universe is, is kind of presumptuous of us, I think. Um, and I, I have personally seen a couple of UFOs in the sky, and uh, so that makes me, that helps, you know, make me be a believer. I think that there are probably very good aliens, and there are bad aliens. And um, I think that the day will come um, when the fact that, you know, they are real in heaven and will finally be revealed. I keep waiting for it to happen in my lifetime. and uh, But I have I have sources that tell me that the government uh, does know about them, that they are here dealing with them, and uh, they just try and keep it a secret. Um and so we kind of land on that end of the coin, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I think, I think that it's silly to, to think that they couldn't be. Right, right. Well, I know, I know. There's been a lot of books, and there was a particular series that's also pretty up there with Star Wars and Star Trek called Battlestar Galactica, where like the aliens are actually uh, humanoids that look just like us. But I want to ask you a question. Do you think, like you said? that you think they may be aliens here already or something like that? Do you think they may be, they look like us and maybe more advanced technologically? And as a follow-up question, if they are, what do you think their motives are for being here or what exactly was that? Well, I think the motives would be exploration and check out other cultures and, and see what's here. And some people believe that they've been visiting us for thousands of years that you know they've they've come and they've helped at various times uh, through history and and that uh, that sort of thing. I th- I don't think the motive uh, would be um, in a negative way in any negative motive because anybody with that kind of advanced knowledge and or technology to be able to visit us from another planet. If they really meant us harm, it wouldn't be a problem for them to come ahead and and do that. And I don't think that that's why they're here if they're here. I think they're here to reach out, you know, similar to the characters in Star Trek, for that matter. You know, the uh, 
the, the idea was to go out and, and meet new forms and civilizations out there. And But as you know, the prime directive was not to interfere in any way. And right. I think that probably this is a similar situation. Um, they don't want to interfere, but they, you know, they... And I, I just think that it, if the government knew that there were aliens here, that they would cover it up. I mean, I, the government doesn't trust us to be able to handle it. They think that we would panic. You know, and if you see that in time and time again in various movie scripts. Um, and I think that that premise is based on the truth that the government believes that people couldn't deal with it. So there are some theories that some of the government movies, you know, or the, the, the alien movies that Hollywood is is trying to prepare us for that, you know, you know, in a positive way. Um, who knows? But do they look like us? Right. I would wonder. I don't know. I mean, um, I would think not, personally, but you never know. If they've, you know, been here in the past for thousands of years, maybe they, uh, maybe they can blend in enough. I don't know. Is the, is the real answer? <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good answer too. But I just like the aliens. I've always been fascinated with aliens and culture. There's been like a lot of books based on that. Kind of like I guess they got in, the Glenn Larson from Battlestar created that. Might have got his inspiration. There's one called Chariots of the Gods. I believe it's by Eric von Donneken. There's a few others. But that's that that concept and that topic is it's a very deep topic. You know, like you said in history, there's a lot of texts and people talks about aliens and stuff like that. Very cool topic. I was wondering, you mentioned your your movies filmed in a documentary style, like a video game. Are there going to be? Are they going to? There's something called a go cam. You said cameras. Are they going to be wearing them on their head? And it's like then you said streaming. Where are they streaming the video to? Like to a where exactly? Well, and the premise of the movie is that it, is that the movie is being streamed off site. We have a uh, like a um, a truck parked off site. And mm-hmm. it's in the desert outside of Area 52, and it's all being streamed back to there and then edited together live and then streamed back out to the Internet. Um, oh, wow. So that's from an RC in, a, in, in there. So that's that's the uh, RV, I mean, <laughs> RC, RV. Um, that's the premise of the movie. It's, you know, it's not, obviously, it's not real. It's just the movie. But the idea right. is to present it as if it's real. And uh, one mm-hmm. of the things that we want to do with this movie is, is to get people to wonder, is it actually a real thing or not? And if they go mm-hmm. to the Internet afterwards to check up on the characters to see if they're real people, they will find there are websites uh, for the characters um, in the movie. So it will add to the full illusion that this is a real event that happened. That's one of the fun things we're doing. We've also got Facebook pages for a couple of the characters going uh, to be put together. So it, uh, oh, wow. it will really add to the full experience of it. Nice. So each of these, like you said, these Facebook, they're separate profiles and separate little, they're like each their own character with their own little backstory and all that? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. We wanted to take wow. this and go full experience with it. That's awesome. Is there, like, I I remember researching, I don't remember totally, but wasn't one of the characters like a hacker or like a tech wizard or something like that? I'm not sure on that. 
Yep, she's the one that's uh, off-site in the RV collecting all the information. And her sister, her twin sister, is on-site um, collecting information as well. So, yeah, two of the characters are computer whiz people, and that's uh, how they managed to set this whole thing up. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, I just has a random question. When they go into the base, I don't know if you can tell me this or not because the movie's not out yet, but do they bring back, or anybody that comes out, do they bring back any of the tech, like any of the gadgets or any of that stuff? Because I know you mentioned there's a lot of, like, alien technology. Do they bring back any of that, or even any of the aliens? I don't know. Well, a lot of that stuff is revealed within the, the body of the film. You know, when they get inside, this is a building that is just vault after vault after vault, and all these vaults are filled with this alien stuff, you know, including uh, old vintage footage and such like that. And so a lot of the alien gadgets and stuff get revealed on film. But as far as how it ends, and if anybody gets out at all, I can't tip that. That's the end of the movie. <laughs> Nice. That's good. Yeah. Well, the the family. Right now we're in a. Uh, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say right now we're we're. Um, this all depends, on, of course, if we can raise our money. We're uh, funding it through Kickstarter right now, and we've been running this campaign for uh, a little over two weeks now. We have 10 days left to go, and we still have about $96,000 to raise for this movie. So we're hoping that people will go to our website, which is area52film.com, and mm-hmm. check out the whole thing and get excited about it and um, and then give to our Kickstarter campaign. They they can go directly there from our website. But we got some great people working on this. Howard Wexler, he's shot over 120 five different films. He's our director of photography. And we have um, uh, Donovan Deere, who uh, did sound for things like Titanic and uh, Pearl Harbor and Mars Attacks. And he's an Academy Award-nominated, Emmy-winning sound guy. He's doing our sound engineering. and So we, we have a really, really great team putting together this movie. But we can't do it without the support of the people out there that... Uh, jump on board and, and uh, back this project. Hmm. We have a little, well, that's that's fantastic. And then you mentioned Area 52, the, the website was area52.com, uh, what was it? Area52film. Film.com. Now, do you, do you have any, we have a little bit of time left, are there any Twitter or Facebook uh, links that you can give people to find out more about your uh, your movie and your various projects? Absolutely. Area 52 Film is our Facebook account, and Area 52 Film is our Twitter. Nice, nice. Well, I, I just wanted to tell everybody that this, this movie, you should go check it out and go to the website, because I was personally researching it. It's some of the coolest and most unique stuff I've seen. It's, it's cutting edge. I mean, it really is. I, I don't know many movies that are filmed in less time for style, by the way, Rory. I mean, it's it's pretty cool, and like, it's like the video game. I've always liked the video game first-person aspect myself, and like the Star Trek. We seem to have a lot of those things in common. I think this film's going to be great, personally. And I, and I really, I just wanted to thank you for being on the show, man. It's just been an absolute pleasure having you on, talking about your film, and I, w- I wish you the best in all you do, man. And you take care, my friend. Thank you very much, and um, yeah, I hope to see you uh, at the movies. <laughs> awesome, man. You have a beautiful day, man. Peace. All right, take care on. You too, buddy.